have you have you lost somebody from suicide? Have you struggled with suicide feelings yourself? Or or maybe you worry about somebody you're caring about potentially taking their life. Well, it's September, which is Suicide Awareness Month. So today, I wanted to talk to you about this very important and painful issue of suicide. Hi, I'm Brett, your host for Anxious, and uh, Anxious is our podcast put on by The Gathering of Good People. The Gathering of Good People is a nonprofit more dedicated to your personal growth and emotional healing by providing self-care groups to anyone and everyone who needs support. Now, I felt like I needed a little bit of support on this particular topic. So today, I asked a friend, a friend, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey. Come on in. Hey, hey. And, and talk us a little bit about suicide. Um, Aaron is uh, the executive director for a nonprofit called Suicide Sucks. Is that a great name or what? Hey, Aaron, tell us a little bit about you and, and Suicide Sucks, and, and let's just kind of talk suicide today, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like it'll be a very happy topic, but... Um, I know, right? The, that's just the nature of the conversation, I guess, and, and ultimately, we need to keep having these conversations, but yeah, my, my name is Aaron, and I started a nonprofit in 2015, really based off of my own Google searches after my brother had taken his life in 2009. And I wanted to know what it was like to be in his shoes and to search suicide and to, to see what responses were out there. And at the time, they were pretty, pretty depressing. They were pretty helpful in terms of if I did want to die uh, and teaching me how and, and giving me some ideas, but uh, there was nothing out there that really offered any solutions. So um, I, I figured that I could apply so what more. what kind of things, yeah, what kind of things did you see in that, at that time? Oh, I saw certain things like um, art, basically articles. There's a lot of blogs out there where, where people are writing uh, to kind of fantasize and, and give a bunch of hype to, to death. And so the articles that I was seeing were, were headlines like, uh, what's the fastest way to die? Or uh, what's the most painless way to die? Um, and, and these articles would go into how, how public do you want to be when you die or how, you know, how long do you want it to last? Do you want it to be fast? Oh, do you want it to be wow. slow? Wow. So they're talking, you know, you're just giving you very helpful ideas if in fact you wanted to die. But my, my, <clears throat> my hope is that when people search, you know, how do I kill myself? I, that they're actually asking, how do I stop wanting to kill myself? And, uh, Maybe that's the case in some circumstances, but maybe it's maybe not all. But I, I hope that there are some out there that, that are actually saying to, to those of us that, that want to help, I need help and I'm looking for help. And uh, it's our opportunity to, to start to, to show up with better solutions and better opportunities for them to, to see life from a different perspective and uh, to, to get, get a little hope in something. So. Yeah, that just blows my mind in, in the sense of really, you know, that's the where we're going to put our energies is giving people ideas on how to create self-harm instead of hope and how to change that. That is so sad. So, so sad. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the world is not, you know, all, all roses and peach, peaches for people in terms of 
there's a lot of bad actors still and the the internet is a place where bad actors just love to roam and, and to ravage and to, to to feed on the hope of of innocent people and uh it really creates a lot of victims um because because there's so much of that out there um but but there's also a and, lot and do you do. do you feel like that's been changing over the last well i guess five years Oh yeah, I've, I mean, if you if you search any any suicide related topic on pretty much any social media uh, platform today, you'll get at least a hotline, uh, an opportunity to okay. to call in and, and actually have a conversation with somebody that uh, that is volunteering to to listen. Um, I've heard some really positive experiences for those that have called in with those those hotlines, but I've also heard uh, a lot of people hesitating, wanting to call into those lines just because there's there's nobody on the other end that they know. And uh, it's, it's more helpful to, to build personal connections and relationships with more of a surrounding circle than it is to, to call a stranger and have a conversation with someone you don't know. So, Yeah. I actually, in college, uh, worked on one of those suicide hotlines in Santa Barbara. And uh, it was interesting because we had a lot of just repeat callers, people that um, w- we would keep logs who called and what they were calling about and, and what was the outcome of the call. Um, and you'd see people calling back and again and again and again, and partly because they they were trying to create some family connection so with somebody. They were trying to kind of call and, and feel familiarity with the suicide crisis hotline. And and our policy at the time was to kind of like discourage that, to kind of like go, hey, dude, we we're here to help people in immediate crisis. Um, it sounds like you need a friend or you need some support. And so we want to encourage you to do that, but this ain't the place. And it was kind of sad to kind of shoo people away, but we really didn't have anywhere to shoo them to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still, I'd say that that's a lot of the problem today still, right. There's yeah. I think about uh, what, what social media is today. And uh, it's a lot of people posting about their, really cool vacations or their hobbies and, and uh, their successes. And it's not really a place to build connection and relationships. So yeah, I think there's definitely a gap out there. Yeah. 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 So tell me more about uh, suicide sucks. What a great name, right? Um, (laughs) What are you doing with that in terms of of how you trying to change that story? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I get started with these Google searches and uh, figuring out that basically all of the marketing innovation to that date had uh, basically been used for profit pur- purposes, selling products, you know, re- retargeting and tracking Google, uh, creating uh, more cookies and, and things that could allow you to be retargeted with the same product and track you around the internet. Those all existed in 2015 and uh, were, were widely used by marketers at the time. And I knew that, and I, and I also was seeing, you know, all this very, very disparaging content as a result of my searches and, and uh, my, the SEO basically for suicide uh, searches had, had never been tapped into and, and nobody's using that for good. Nobody's using that for preventative services. And so as I started getting into that concept, uh, I was looking around to see what nonprofits are doing in terms of preventing somebody that's basically raising their hand and saying, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready to die because I have no other option. And uh, didn't see a lot, didn't see a lot there. So I started the nonprofit to really create more awareness around prevention, uh, prevention capabilities is really what I've focused on so far. 
um, the, the ultimate vision at this point is, is, you know, whether we like it or not, we're giving up quite a bit of our personal information and our data and that data can be used to start to map, you know, what tendencies we might have. And uh, suicide is one of those that we would be able to have create some indicators that, Hey, this account is, uh, looking at things or doing things that are very similar to some of the data we have that, you know, that we're, we're positive is re related to suicide or depression or, or some sort of mental illness. And uh, the next logical step in my mind after we kind of identified that there's a technology there was, well, what's next? You know, say, say we find someone that's suicidal, what do we do next? And my, my mind was, um, you know, I, I can let Facebook build the algorithm. I will go start capturing people's stories and create videos and uh, mm -hmm. find people that have been through the darkness that uh, today are, are above water enough, enough so that they can look back and that looking back in hopes of serving other people that are similar to them. So Suicide Sucks, we started collecting videos of stories from different people and different backgrounds and different experiences. And the goal there was someday that content will be available to, to match the people's needs that we find that are indicating they're suicidal. Um, yeah. And so step one being know, know who you are and understand, you know, what's causing some of your suicidality and what, what's really, what's really so upsetting to you. And then two is, can I find someone that's been through something similar to what you've been through? I can't find someone that's exactly the same. Nobody's going to fully understand exactly how you feel. But if I can right. find someone similar and they've gone through some experiences or they've tried some ideas that uh, they can pass along some, some words of wisdom or some hope or encouragement that uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel and they're standing in it and, and uh, they can be a beacon for you. That's great. Um, wow. And so the next step after that would be for us to create more of a solution. So uh, in terms of find them, find, find who you are, uh, capture, capture your attention and, and just make sure you understand that we're coming from this angle of, of love and respect. And we don't, we don't want to tell you what to think or, or how to feel or, or to, to dismiss however you're feeling, but we do know that we want you around. And so we want to make sure that we, we give you some experiences that, that keep you here, that help you understand that tomorrow is still has possibilities of being better tomorrow than you feel today. And if you, if you can't believe that, that's when it, things get really dangerous. So we, we just were out here reminding people that uh, there is a lot to hope for. No, that's, that's, that's a great vision. W would you be willing and open to sharing a little bit about your story with, with your own family? Yeah. You, you had a, you had a loss. Yeah. Um, Really, I, I come from a family of eight children, and um, I my father was a traveling sales salesperson and was gone quite a bit. Um, so most of us were were kind of just left to ourselves with our mom managing eight children for as as uh, crazy as that sounds. Um, but as things got older, my my little brother and I, uh, he, who's fifteen months younger than I. Um, ultimately, we were very good friends, very close in our younger years. And as we started to get older, um, you know, I, I, I picked up baseball and I picked up competitive sports. And, um, 
even got into some student leadership stuff through school. And I, I went, I went to one direction and he went a different direction and we, we, we get further away as we got older. And, uh, at, at some point, uh, he, he had written me a letter when I was uh, serving an LDS mission and he, he just told me that, um, he had joined the military and was uh, working on a few different things, but he told me that if the, the military ever came knocking on my door, it's because, you know, he put me down as the contact to reach out to if he were to ever die. And uh, I, I, I didn't realize that that was a, a flag. You know, I didn't realize that the, that's a suicide indicator of someone yeah. saying, you know, if something happens to me, you know, I've got plans prepared to take care of that. So it wasn't a few months later and, and he had taken his life. Um, so he, he was um, 18 years old and, and, uh, wow. and uh, took his life up here in, in Huntsville, Utah, at the Pineville, Pineview Reservoir. And he was found on a you know, cold December night, but ultimately um, wow. living with survivorship, I, I, I should say, is it was really difficult for the first four or five years of not knowing how to process regret and uh, really just just the sadness of him being gone. Um, That's so interesting to hear you say four or five years, not you know four or five months, because that's what everybody thinks it should be. And it's just so refreshing to hear you say, it takes time, it takes years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it would have gone longer in terms of um, how how much time I had to spend on just kind of ruminating on that, that uh, regret. Really, what it comes down to is regret. You just wish you could go back and do things differently yeah. or, or say yeah. things differently or, you know, express things more vulnerably and, and build a stronger relationship. And uh, when it comes to prevention um, and the message that I would have for anyone still in the fight, you know, against someone they love with a mental illness is, is, think think about if if that person you love were to actually die what would you have what would you give to go back and start over and what would you do differently and uh, that's how i would start acting today if i were to if i were to, to give anyone a message today I would if you if you would move mountains start moving mountains uh start start acting as if uh, it's it's serious because it is and you you don't know the full extent uh, of of that risk and that danger. So, and, and it didn't sound like in your story it didn't sound like you had a lot of indications or a lot of awareness that there was problems. What what kind of things can people be aware of to know? Hey, I need to step it up, or I need to be there. How can people be more aware of what's going on? Yeah, I, I mean, we've kind of talked a lot about connection and relationships, and and. Uh, I think it all starts there. Uh, we, we tend to overlook the people closest to us quite often. And we mm. tend to not fully listen. We tend to not fully care about uh, where they are at mentally or emotionally. And that's, that's the thing that we, we have. Why does a, that sound backwards? Why does that sound so wrong? <laughs> that's because it is backwards, right? Our families yeah. are the ones we're supposed to be closest to and have the most trust right. and loving relationships with. But we're also the, the easiest ones to offend and easiest ones to, to mistrust, right? Um, true, true. So we always have these feuds that lead to 
whatever one thing leads to another. That's basically what it comes down to is if you're not working on your relationships that are closest to you, then they're probably breaking apart. You know, it's, it's something that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to, even if you're talking about your siblings. So, yeah. Uh, so some of the, having a really good connection is the first step, making sure that you're connecting with people around you. Yeah, exactly. Um, if, if you're actually worried, I would actually encourage you to go get uh, a QPR training that, that uh, offered by the county and, and a lot of uh, different organizations provide QPR training. Um, there's also uh, an, a, a training called assist, which gives you some active tools to, to have intervention conversations with someone that is suicidal. So if you're in that severe of a situation, but if you're, if you're generally aware of the signs and, and you're generally aware of, uh, some, some tips and tools and how to have conversations about suicide, then uh, what you're looking for really is just paying attention to how someone feels. If someone's mentioning this desire to be to be gone or this desire for it all to be over or um, any re references to life would be easier for you guys without me. You know, those are the types of things where you, where you can stop and actually say, well, it sounds like you might be thinking about leaving us. Have you been considering suicide? And it, it sounds like a, such a scary and taboo thing to say, but um, it's one of the only things that that person is hoping you'll say right? In, in the back of their mind, they, they're basically saying, I, I'm, I wish somebody knew to the extent at which I felt this pain. And uh, if you don't ask, they're not going to tell you. Uh, it's, it's yeah, that, that is such a good point, Aaron, because I think that is counterintuitive to people. And it, it, it was hard for even me on a suicide prevention line to go, okay, I need to ask, are you feeling suicidal? Are you feeling like you want to hurt yourself? Are you feeling... Um, you know, so hopeless that you just don't feel like you can go on. The idea, the public idea is that if I say those words, it's going to put that idea in their head as if it wasn't in their head already. Right. Yeah. And so people are afraid to say that because they don't want to suggest suicide, but the other person's already thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the risk there, if you weigh those pros and cons is, if they're not thinking about it, will this cause you to think about it more? Um, and if you are thinking about it, then we can have a conversation. So the, the studies that have been done out there and the research that's been done say, basically suggests that if someone's not thinking about suicide, asking if they are does not increase their likelihood of thinking about it after you're done. So because the risk is so good to know, that is so yeah, good. the risks are low and uh, the benefits are high to have a vulnerable conversation about where someone actually is mentally yeah 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 and and uh, that is scary and i don't even know how to suggest a practice because you know how do you practice that kind of a skill but but yeah you have to get yourself in the mindset of being willing to go hey i'm a bit worried about you are you okay and putting a little bit more flesh on that are you okay are you gonna are you thinking about hurting yourself at all that's hard to do but needs to happen yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think you're right. Practice is probably the right word in terms of if there's more people in your life that you'll, you'll come across more people that are depressed, guarantee it. Um, but if you don't have the courage on the first one, um, how much more likely are you to, to ask on the second one? So I would say just starting today and, and being willing to, to have that conversation is a, is a really great place to be. And 
then then knowing a couple ideas around what's next right so that's also a scary situation if I, if I ask them then I'm gonna find out and then what do I do with that information and uh, that's not something to be worried about or afraid of uh, the assist training actually really talks about these emotional anchors that you're looking for so that one one question around are you thinking about suicide or, or taking your life and if the answer is yes then the next question should be uh, do you have a do you have a means to do it do you have a plan and if, if they can start talking about that, um, uh, hopefully you have a good enough relationship with this person. You can start to ask, well, well does, does your, do your parents know that you've been this serious? Or uh, have you expressed this to anybody that you love or care about? And uh, then you start to ask questions of like, well, how do you think they are actually going to feel and react? Right? And you start to find anchors that, that really the, find the reason why they haven't done it. Find the, find the reasons that um, yeah, yeah. they they want to continue to live and and, uh, and and maybe drive those home a little bit more in terms of that that per, your your parents do love you and if they knew this was the case I think they would act treat you a little bit different differently um, do you think we could go talk to them you know and and see if we can make a, a connection of of uh, of multiple people that are aware of the circumstance and and that and actually yeah, do something about it if we need to. Yeah, that's a great idea. And also there's um, hotlines, professional trained therapists that are out there that, that know what to do and know kind of how to help if you are struggling with the answers. Like, I don't know what to do here. Um, I would definitely direct people to a hotline as a minimum. Um, one hotline that I can think of probably the best is the suicide prevention uh, lifeline.org. Um, I, I want to leave a link on that to, to this podcast and also give you guys a phone number. Uh, that's 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. And I'll, again, leave that in a link. But that, you know, those kind of things are wonderful resources because you may not be, if you're listening to this, you may not be an expert. You may not know what to do. You may not know how to help. But if you can direct somebody to help, um, that would be a great help. You, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know everything. Um, your job is kind of like to navigate. You know, hey, well, what if you went in this direction a little bit? Um, so, so it, would you have any other ideas of, of how to help kind of steer people that are kind of struggling in that, in that fear, that that anxiety, that yeah, wanting I mean, to help but not um, knowing how? One of the things that has, has really changed, like I said, I, I spent four or five years just, just wondering, like, what, what could I have done and what should I do? And then right. by the time I started searching and putting myself in people's shoes that are suicidal, I started realizing how many gaps there are in our prevention strategies. Um, and I, I've really created this, this purpose for my life and this crusade against, you know, suicide has given me more to hold on to and more to work toward. And I, I would say, um, if anyone hasn't read uh, Victor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, uh, basically a survivor of the Holocaust, I think that type of thing, it's important that you, you discover your purpose and discover your meaning on, on this earth, right? And, and the reason for which you live. It wasn't until I started really actively working towards you know, piecing together solutions and working on these, these business concepts that 
you know, I got out of this rumination of regret and uh, guilt and a lot of these other things. I, I, it helped me to, to cope with surviving. And um, so now, so now ultimately my mission is um, I want to prevent the next brother or sister or parent from losing someone that they didn't have to lose. Right. And um, if we can arm, arm people with the tools and the awareness and, uh, and ultimately the courage to do things that you don't, you, you wouldn't expect. I think that's, that's what I would, I would say is that uh, I, I literally would move mountains if I had to, if I, if I had the chance right. to go back and I could save my brother's life, I would, I would do absolutely anything. Um, and, and I just want to get people that message of, I hope, I hope you feel that urgency. If you have someone that you love or you know, you're, you're worried about in that circumstance, be willing to do anything at this point, because, um, you, you don't want to be in my shoes, right. Of, of always looking back saying, I wish I could have, I wish I would have. So. Yeah. Wow. What a great, great encouragement. And I love also that, that, charge to find purpose because you're right i think that's not only good for the people that are struggling with the losses but it's also struggle it's the answer for people that are struggling with suicide themselves that they oh. they've lacked they've lost their purpose in life they've lost direction in life uh, and finding purpose is so important as well well aaron thank you so much um is is your site dot org dot com uh no, we looked at .org, but it's, it is a nonprofit. It's a 501c3, but it's suicidesucks.com. .com. Okay. All right. And there's resources there that, that people can see and grab as well. Yeah. There's mostly, mostly it's a hub for videos and stories of people that uh, have survived their own experiences and um, are, are, are giving messages to anybody in, in that re would relate to them. Uh, so you'll see You'll see a firefighter. You'll see um, some some PTSD from some abuse cases. Um, a, a, a few different, uh, just a few different examples of people that are living today, uh, trying to encourage other people that they can they can get through their their traumas in their life. So, great, great. All right, and again, I'll put a link to that on our our podcast here. Great. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for for coming on and and being a part of this and helping out. Um, I love your story and I love the message of encouragement that you have for people. No, thanks for having me. All right. All right. And thank you all for being a part of Anxious. Uh, again, I'm Brett Williams. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. <laughs>